Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Sophie. We're two broads talking politics. We're working moms in the Midwest. Who love politics. We're progressive activists. Worried about the future of our country for our kids. On Two Broads Talking Politics, we talk to activists and authors and veterans and students and reporters and nonprofit directors and candidates. Lots of candidates. On Wednesdays, we do deep dives into issues like the opioid crisis or gun violence or reproductive justice or religion or the politics of a particular state. And on Fridays, I profile an individual or three. So if you like talking politics or just want to be hopeful about the country again, check out Two Broads Talking Politics. We're at twobroadstalkingpolitics.com or you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found. The body of 34-year-old Nicole Brown Simpson, ex-wife of O.J. Simpson, was found. really believe Kurt Cobain is dead. Millions of people mourned the tragic death of John Lennon today. Struggles to come to terms with the death of Princess Diana. Waiting for Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Fame and Misfortune. I'm here just making Erin giggle before oh, we yeah. have to start recording, yep. so she has no words to say anymore. It's all good. We know this is your favorite part of the week, so you're welcome. Uh, so our last murder would have been Erin with Adrian Shelley. Oh, yeah. And at this point in time, we just had Easter yesterday, so mm-hmm. we know that we're a little bit in the past, but also in the future, it's very we're time weird. It's we cool. we are everybody be cool. It's just a yes. regular day. Welcome to podcast life, where Hi. things are. So, how was Easter? Was um, work busy? It, so <laughs> there was. I walked in, um, and I'm talking to Dawn. Hi, Dawn. She's probably going to be listening to this because I told her about it. Um, <laughs> Um, I was silently correcting my dog. Sorry if you heard cool. the snap. It, it was um, that's amazing. Um, so I walked in. I was talking to Dawn, um, mm-hmm. and she's like, "We're projected to do, you know, three thousand a day." I'm like, "If we do five hundred, I'll be impressed." It's just like the store. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three thousand. Yeah, huh. For the whole day. Yes. Okay. Um, and so there was literally no. Oh, there was this one guy who walked up, tried to open the door. Um, and then closed the door, and I'm like, I walked over and opened the door because we're open. It's not, yeah. like, you know. So was he trying to, like, and rob it, the place? Well, no, he he was trying to come in, but then I guess when he realized what it was, he didn't want to because he shook his hand at me, and he's like, mm, no, nope. Oh. And I'm like, I, okay. I was trying to awkward. open the door for That's you, so sir, awkward. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawn was cracking up. She thought it was hilarious, but... So, yeah, we, we did I have I want to a, live like Dawn. Dawn, she, teach me how to live like honestly, you. you're just so carefree and you happy. You are. And your hair is so perfect all the time. All the time. And you're so tan. Oh, do it. Why? And you've been married for, like, over 20 years, and that's just, like, the dream. It is amazing. What, literally, what are you two doing? I'm sorry. My dogs. It's Listen, we have a live studio audience. We do. Um, Who's very upset that they can't be over here. Yeah. They they really wanted to shout you guys out, so sorry. And if I put them in their crates, they'll just whine. Exactly. And be, be noisy. Yes. It's cool. Um, we can deal with the occasional background noise. Okay. That's good. I mean, you know, yeah. my favorite murder has trains and cats and things oh, really? all the time <laughs> happening. Yeah. You'll get when... I'll get um, there. Yeah. When Georgia moves, oh, she moves oh. somewhere that's by a train, so you Great. hear a train all the time. Super. Yeah. The ghost train excellent yeah um 
So, did you make any money yesterday? Yeah, I I don't know what I did. I didn't look. Oh, okay. I didn't care well, to. I mean, not that we want to share that with the world, but right. I was just curious if it was um, the busy. Store, I want to say did almost. Uh, we almost met our goal actually, but it was like very far and few between. So it'd be like six people coming at one time, and then there's nobody for two hours. You know, that's generally the traffic seems right. to be like that a lot um, on the slower did, days we anyway we all always for lunch oh yeah cute. it was great so we well we didn't all go go we right ordered mm-hmm. but when it was trisha and i um and we went and picked up the food and the lady behind us was like where are you guys why are you at work today and we're like we don't fucking know good question um and the lady's like don't they know they're in you know back, plant city backwoods, backwoods. Plant city. like yeah this is a church town nobody's shopping today which was, for the most part. Sorry, I have a puppy who is nine months old and Just a like almost two-year-old who is also like a puppy that wants to play. So um, if you hear weird things in the background, it's really just them playing. And you know playing. what um, This is our podcast, so fucking yes, deal with it. so that's, that's just the life that's that we live. Lots of animals and noise We're and things. We're real people with real lives. Yes. And fucking deal with it. Yep. Mm, until we get Aww. a studio... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I doubt it. It, the, it probably isn't even picking up. Okay. Honestly. Well, whatever. That's just life. Life with animals. Okay. So this week is going to be Stephanie. She's Yay. got something pretty good. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think it's, um, it looks very official. It's all binder clipped and highlighted. It's almost like she used to work in a paralegal office. Um. You know, I was almost there. I thought about it. You know. <laughs> okay. So. My story is going to be about the murder-suicide of Phil Hartman and Bryn Hartman. Um, What makes this a little bit different, and I don't know if I should give this away right off the bat, is that it was actually the wife who killed the husband. Right. So if we all go by what statistics typically say about crimes and who they're committed by, this is not something that is done by a woman. Typically. Oh. Okay. Um, so she's so like, like a murder suicide is typically a man right killing his family oh, gotcha. wife, children. Um and women don't commit suicide by gun right. very often. Right. Mostly because it's kind it's of a gruesome. Well, yes, and apparently it's a weird almost ingrained in a situation. Um, uh, having to do with cleaning. We don't want someone to clean up. And I know that sounds crazy, but I've had this conversation with somebody in the past that it kind of has to do with our subconscious of, like, not wanting somebody else to clean up our mess. I, yeah, and that's and making a mess. what I thought about when yes. you said the it's, cleaning part. Yeah. Like, I would never want anyone to have to clean me up. Right. Honestly. And so that's why a lot of women don't um, commit suicide in this way See, and, now, and what and makes it is, a little I crazy i feel kind of weird but i'm gonna do it anyway sure um, a friend of mine um her mom actually did kill herself and mm-hmm. she used a gun and um my friend was the one who found her and so That's so sad and it's just so heartbreaking yeah mm-hmm. exactly um so i could totally understand why most people would be like absolutely not um yeah i don't know exactly what her situation was that she right. decided she was gonna do it that way but sure um, I, I totally get what you're saying, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's the only woman I've ever known um, to do that, yeah, like that. to have mm-hmm. committed suicide with a gun. Absolutely, yes. it's just not a very. It's when you hear something in the news about a murder suicide, it's usually reversed. Right. Um, now women kill their husbands all the time. Let's right. not get that twisted, but they don't usually do 
the same to themselves. Right. Which um, I think is why we freak out when we hear something like that woman who tried to drive into the ocean with her kids. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, I think that's why we freak out is because moms are, they're, they're mothers. They're nurturing their right. women. They're, you know, well, which is very sexist and kind of a society. Well, I was going to say, like, I think there's a lot of pressure on being not only a woman, but a mom. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot criticized i mean just by having my little people here over the weekend and feeling like i needed to be like awake at like seven so i can put their little easter baskets together and like sneak them out and like not wake them up you know and like that's just one day yeah that's not you know the pressure of raising a good and decent like human being right and then there are the real challenges that come along like, yes. You know, is my child a bully? Is my mm-hmm. child going to... Bryson, I know you're hitting your sisters. Stop hitting your sisters. Chill out, Bryson. Like, punching Get them. Get it together. Stop Bryson, punching you them. you should not be listening to this podcast. He's not, but not in the event you. that his parents one day might maybe... Um, but he knows we had the talk on our way home. Oh, good. <clears throat> of, you know, not, not hitting your sisters. Right, yes. So murder-suicide is not something that's usually... Done... By, by a woman. woman. Yes. Usually the woman's the victim, not so the perpetrator, and then... In a really fucked up way. She's, like, shattering that glass ceiling. I mean, yeah. She's and she may it. or may not be the first. I, I doubt it. Oh, yeah, probably. But, I mean... It is pretty rare. I don't it think is I've extremely rare. It, um, and it happened in 1998, mm. so very early. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, so Phil Hartman, the murder victim... Yep. He is a he was born uh, September 24th, 1948 in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. He is um Canadian American. He was an actor, voice actor, comedian, screenwriter and a graphic artist. Oh. Yes. Um in the 90s? Before that. So oh. like 70s, 80s. So he was like breaking into that field yes very much so and when i go over some of his early works in filmography i think you will definitely um recognize him from something even if you don't realize that you do now right right, right. you don't realize the name but you will when i tell you something so um so hartman and his family moved to united states in 1958 He graduated California State University Northridge with a degree in graphic arts. He also designed album covers for bands like Poco and America. I don't know those bands, but maybe if you're one of those obscure band people, you'll Mm -hmm. look into it. Um, So he... Then, in 1975, he joined the comedy group The Groundlings, and he helped comedian Paul Rubens develop his character for Pee Wee Herman. Hmm. So, this is where um, some of you might know of him. He co-wrote the screenplay for the film Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and he made recurring appearances as Captain Carl on Rubens' show Pee Wee's Playhouse. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. So... If any of you are into Pee-wee, I mean, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure when I was little, and I'm sh- I am know I watched Pee-wee's Playhouse um, as a I've child. I'm sure of it. always hated it. Really? Yeah. Is it's that a weird, weird show. It just, I can't, I think it's his voice. What's the whole ha thing? Like, yeah. I can't. I really like his tequila dance, though, on the bar. <laughs> That's probably the uh, best part Andrew of that whole movie. It, and he likes to tease me with it all the time. Like, if he's getting me a drink or something, he'll bring it up to me and he'll be like, more tea, Mr. Bag? <laughs> Can you just maybe not, like, chill out, maybe? Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
See, he's funny. He needs to come out of his shell a little bit more. Come on, Andrew. No, he won't, but he is It's funny. okay. He's also, like, very creepy. I told you, I think, last week about the whole... Um, I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer. <laughs> like, oh, right, with his, yeah. Well, I mean, potentially, but I hope you report him if you think so. Oh, I will, but he's Good. on his way. Okay, well, I hope it's not me first. Um, so he really gathered fame, um, Hartman did, in 1986, not Pee Wee, um, when he joined SNL, Saturday Night Live. Yes, so this is where maybe more of us might know him. Um, He got a lot of fame for his impressions, particularly of President Bill Clinton. Oh, okay. So I'm sure you can look on YouTube and find um, his performances of the man. Um. We should put a, uh, well, obviously you're going to, but I want to put a picture yeah, of him on the Instagram. Absolutely. If I can find a video or something, Ooh, I will um, so also try to add that. So he was on SNL in the 90s, so he was with, like, Adam Sandler He and, was like, in, so let me Chris go to his filmography. He was 86 through, where's his SNL? It's on here. 1986 to 94. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 155 episodes, and he was a writer. Yeah. So... So Huge he was on deal. There with, yeah, with yeah. the Adam Sandler and Chris mm-hmm. Farley and David Spade and yep. the whole the whole shebang, the whole shebang, all the good people, all the great ones. Yes, um, classic. So yeah. he was that was 155 episodes. Was only eight seasons. Can you believe it? Wow, that seems like that's a lot it's of cool, stuff they to do. do. One every week. I know, but. And it's you know a lot. what? Their production is fucking wild. Like, they... I so mean, to be Saturday live, night, like... Yeah, exactly. So, Saturday night, they do the thing, and then there's, you know, a really quick wrap, mm-hmm. and everybody goes home and goes to sleep, and then mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon or Monday morning, they wake up and go straight back to the studio, and they start... Rehearsing um, and rehearsing everything else and for the next week. blocking and everything, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's I would love crazy. to see one. I would oh, love like to go live. to New York. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. We should do Will it. We go to IMATS? Yeah. Let's do it. I really want to go to IMATS. Me too. I think Amanda and I were talking about let's, going. Okay, let's do the Georgia road trip in November. Okay. And then we can do we can do a live, Perfect. A live uh, stream from there. If you yeah. guys are into beauty, we are too. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Maybe we'll do makeup for Saturday Night Live one day. Let's do it. That'd be a dream. Um, so on SNL, his nickname was The Glue. Um, he was kind of the person who was like a dad. He held the show together and helped a lot of his cast members. So I think he was kind of like the adult. Okay. So you he know. was the Stephanie of the yeah, situation. Well, right. You know, trying to calm everybody down and right. like, it's not crazy. Maybe um, let's plan. Yeah. Helping... Um, Everybody else not to have nervous breakdowns yes, in the middle of the night. I'm good at that. Um, I talked to you off a ledge. It's all good. Thanks, pal. You're welcome. I'm here anytime. Um, he did win a primetime Emmy Award for his work on SNL in 1989. Um, in, ni- in 1995, he um, ha- was going to have his own variety show, but he scrapped those plans and he starred as Bill McNeil in the NBC sitcom News Radio. Don't know if anybody watched that or not. Um, my mom might have. I don't know. But he also um, had some voice roles on The Simpsons. Oh. So if you're a Simpsons fan, which I know my dad was, and you know, a lot of people are, an episode of The Simpsons ever. I feel like you've told me that, and I just don't know how that's possible. Everybody's had to have seen it's, one like uh, once. I've seen like snippets, and I know the characters. Pretty yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't allowed to first of all because my mom hated. 
everything to do with The Simpsons. She thought oh. it was vulgar. I mean, my dad watched Beavis and Butthead, so. Yeah, so did mine. And I and got like, in trouble Daria. when I home because I was watching. I watched so much Daria, and I'm pretty sure it's the reason that I am the way that I am. I also wasn't allowed to watch um, MTV's TRL, but I did anyway. Me too. What up, Tupac's uh, video? Yes, when NSYNC mm-hmm. went on. Oh, all the time, anytime. I pretty much did my own performances. I get home and put in, um, my mom had like boys to men CDs and Shania Twain. Like I, and then like, (laughs) yes, I mean like, but I'd like open the blinds and like have my own performance. I'm way too afraid of the stage now. I could never, but I remember, um, dancing on my coffee table to, um, I think it's just got paid. By NSYNC. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's Just a good got time. paid. Yeah. Friday. Yes. Exactly. That's a little after my. So I actually saw. Um, hello to my aunt Stacy. Thank you for being the coolest aunt ever and taking my sister and I out of school to go see NSYNC at MGM before Ooh, they yes. were like, like real big. Yes. So they were filming well, Orlando. Yes, and they were filming for the Disney Channel. They mm. did a performance for the Disney Channel, but it was this was way before they were like. Right. anything and they were wearing like color coordinated sweater vests that were like the different primary colors you right. know and like khakis right um but i thought that i had already like known of them they've been on the radio a little bit so i was already like obsessed my right. sister's too young at that time to care but we still had right. the best day yeah and i have somewhere um actual film pictures because cell phones were not invented then correct yes um that were I have a bag full of prints of them that are not developed. I wonder if I could find those pictures. And I'm pretty Great sure pictures. at least one of them is WrestleMania. I'm sure one of them's got to be worth a lot of money. Oh, of like yeah. in sync with or like Justin Timberlake oh, with his blonde yes, curly with the hair. Noodle hair. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also saw. I don't know. if you know, because you're a little bit younger than me, and some of my friends, maybe someone might know the band Five hmm. from the UK. Mm-mm. Um, I also saw them. So Pleasure Island, and if you're not familiar, Disney, Downtown Disney or Disney, Disney had an area that was Pleasure Island, and they had clubs, nightclubs, and bars, and the mannequin, the mannequin. I had so um, I had sweaters that were like that my parents had that were like the mannequin that I'd wear to like school. So um, yes, Disney's very big in our lives, both of ours. So. Um, anyway, they used to have those performances. There was a stage that they would do, like, live performances of things. Right. And they, um, five came to perform. Wow. They were so cute back Gross. in the day. But <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic, yes, I guess. Okay, Sorry. Yes, okay, Back to what we're here yes, for. Yes, so The Simpsons. Um, so he had a couple, like, main characters that he played, but he also did a lot of various other voices. Um, he also appeared... Um, well, I'll talk more about his filmography after, because there's a lot of things that I want to list that, you know, he's got a lot of credits, and such a shame his career. Yeah. Um, well, we have to give credit where credit is due. Correct. So, um, so onto his personal life. Hartman married Gretchen Lewis in 1970, and they divorced sometime before 1972. So not a lot about that. Very short-lived. I'm guessing comedians, I hear, are difficult um, to be with sometimes. Um, typically in their personal lives, they're very sad people. Yeah. Not always as happy Hashtag as Robin they mm-hmm. I love you to death. Yes. 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 Lots of people. Okay. Um 
He married, then he married real estate agent Lisa Strain in 1982, and their marriage lasted three years. Um, Strain had told People Magazine that Hartman was reclusive off-screen and would disappear emotionally. Um, he'd be in his own world, and that passivity made you crazy, which I get. There's nothing more frustrating when you are trying to have a conversation with somebody about something serious and they just don't seem to care. It's very frustrating. Um, so following that marriage, about mm, a couple years later, so that ended in 85, so about two years later, Hartman married formal, former model and aspiring actress Bryn Omdahl. Um, in November 1987. They had met the previous year on a blind date. So, we're going to discuss Bryn. Um, Bryn was born April 11th, 1958. She was born Vicki Jo Omdahl, and she was the daughter of an engineer and an owner of a retail shop. Hmm. Uh, she was an average student from an average family in a small town in Minnesota, probably very boring. Um... So, much like the people in small towns, she married somebody basically right out of high school um, after she dropped out, and she married Douglas Torfin, a telephone operator in her hometown Mm. of Thief River Falls. Um, Then I guess she woke up and decided she didn't like the small town Minnesota life anymore, and she divorced Torfin, and she did some modeling in nearby Minneapolis, so went to the big city. Mm Mm-hmm. So, she still wanted to become a bit more successful, and a year later, she decided to try acting and moved to Hollywood, California, and she changed her name to Brynden, and then later to Bryn. Okay. I don't even know where it came from, because... Maybe she just liked it. I mean, hey, that's... Do it. Vicky's a perfectly acceptable name, I feel like. Or you could have changed, like, Victoria. Right. I guess. Okay, Bryn, but we went with Bryn. So... In 1986, she was working as a swimsuit model when she met aspiring actor Philip Edward Hartman. Though, I don't know how aspiring he was because he was already had a lot of, you know, stuff under his belt by 1986. So I feel like he was already an established actor. Um, he'd already won an Emmy by then. So, right? 85, I think he won his Emmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd say he was an established actor. Um, on a blind date, so he came off as confident, and he was an actor on his way up to the Hollywood ladder. So, yeah, of course. Um, Which, take note, guys, is what every girl wants. Always. Just be funny. Make her laugh. Yes. So, I guess, so he was hired, of course, to do, oh, I guess he did, wait, when did he get his Emmy? Must be... In 89. Okay, so he got his Emmy after that. But he did a lot before that, so I feel like he was pretty much already established. So he was hired for SNL in 86, and they, when they met, they lived in a small apartment in Manhattan. Of course, they had to move out. He had to live in New York. How else could he do it? So November 87, they were married. It was the third marriage for Phil and her second marriage. Bryn would stay in their Manhattan apartment where she took care of their two children, Sean Edward, born 1989, and Virgin Annika, born 1992. 
couldn't decide if that was a Star Wars reference or not. Say it again. Annika. I know it's Anakin Skywalker, but it kind of when I read it, I was like, hmm. I used to I used to work with somebody named, well, it was spelled A N I K A, but she was convinced it was Annika. Oh. And she would correct you regularly. Well, that's how this one is spelled. Perhaps it is Annika. Annika. Okay. Annika. Annika. Whatever. She got real pissed when you said Annika. But whatever. I mean, well, I guess it's like Anastasia. Also... It's not Anastasia. Anastasia. Yes. Okay. Or Anastasia. Whatever. Right. I don't know. It's We're American. I don't know. Daughter. Yes, they had a daughter. Whatever. Virgin was her first name, so. Really? Yes. B-I-R-G-E-N. Did they hate her? Or? I guess so. Okay. I mean, the first boy was Sean Edward. It couldn't be more different. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so she still desired more, so clearly this is an issue for her. Um, she doesn't ever seem satisfied with what she's getting or has. I'll never be satisfied. I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of Hamilton. Sorry. I'm getting a lot of um, Rolling Stone vibes off of that. Um <laughs> And she wanted to become an actress, and so she was taking acting lessons and had some cosmetic surgery done to mm-hmm. improve her appearance. Um, I support that. Do whatever you want to do. Um, despite her efforts, she obtained only small bit parts and cameo roles on such television shows as Third Rock from the Sun. Great show. Love that show. If you haven't seen it, oh, you should yeah. watch it. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was yes. my very first I mean. Night. Love him. That show was so, so brilliant. Much. What a great idea. Ugh. And the show North, which I've never heard of, but Third Rock from the Sun is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, it says mostly due to her relationship to her husband, but I, from other articles I read, it sounded like he really wanted to um, help her get... <coughs> roles so I'm not really sure I mean I guess mostly meaning that she only got those roles because of her husband Mm. I don't feel like she was held back because of her husband if anything she should have been getting a lot more but maybe that was her issue she felt that I should be having more it should be way more notable yes yes um i mean getting bigger roles a lot when people you know they give up their lives and they move to california they try to live their dream and actually i was talking to a lot of the locals in la and they're like we're just so sick of all these people that they come here and it's not what they thought it was going to be they picture you know cats don't dance and the golden age of hollywood yeah you know that's not what it is it's it's bums pissing on the building on Hollywood Boulevard. No, you know what it is now? Having a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. With Does every, even watch but with YouTube? E- yeah, a lot of people. I don't. I don't either. Um, oh, but a lot of people do. So Rachel, who's going to be a guest on the show eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and is going to listen to this podcast eventually. And sure. Yell at her until she does it. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells me all the time because she works at a kids' hair salon. Uh huh. That her the clients the children. Uh, know more about YouTube. And these are, like, one- and two-year-olds. Oh, God, yes. They, like, play and pause videos and, like, know how to go to... and Operate everything. Right. And the newest thing is now um, unboxing toys. Yes. So, Don't like, even. The so dumb. or whatever. Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> so, I just can't imagine. I mean, and everybody says it all the time. I can't imagine growing up in the social media age. Yeah. But I, I just... Their lives are going to be so empty, not having anything of real substance, you know? You know what we would do um, that was social media or Mm -hmm. internet-wise? So when Napster came out, 
of course, like yeah. we all we had it. So an, a, a friend of mine, oh, yeah. like her house was kind of like since I was little, there's always been a friend in the group whose house was like the house we all right. went to or like hung out. So her house was the house and she had a brother and an older brother and older sister. So, of course, that was cool because I was like the oldest and they were all in high school and like his friends would come over and then we just have a bunch of us there mm-hmm. listening to like music off of Napster and then going in chat rooms on like AOL and screwing with people all day and just like saying the craziest stuff. I used to do that with um, my friend Lacey um, and we would would listen to country music because that's all she would listen to. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, the Shania Twain and the Faith Hill and the Montgomery Gentry and Randy Travis and all that. And um, we'd sit there and we would go on AOL chat rooms and just like find... Screw with people around yeah it's what we would do and Wonderful. it was so much fun and we so would much do fun it for hours. and we'd be like laughing at some that of the stuff people and, like, say we did you know neopets or mm-hmm. like zanga or you know oh god yeah and it wasn't but i mean and it was involved don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but it wasn't it didn't take you away from reality right you know it wasn't youtubers who have put 716 filters on their videos right to try and make themselves look flawless when in reality they have crater face yes well that's a lot of frustration in the beauty industry um i get very annoyed and i'm sure you have as well of the unrealistic expectations that people have because of advertisers um you know i'm sure i maybe shared with you recently my frustration with i'll say it nick's hi, you have some good stuff, but I'm really mad about your latest campaign using somebody who has very bad acne scarring, which is fine. Right. Except that in your advertisement, you're saying that your foundation does this thing and foundation alone cannot do that. It doesn't. And what your... It does not matter how, what foundation you buy, how expensive it was, how great of a coverage it is. Yeah. It could be a freaking putty and it's still not going to fill in those Deep scarring it's correct. not gonna happen correct um and it takes hours oh yeah and you to can do something like and that you can contour and you yes. can make it look way way better and way yes. more even but it's never yes. gonna be flush it's never gonna be flat no and you know i really try as somebody who's an artist and want to showcase like my abilities I don't filter my pictures when they go on my page there's no right. there's no editing there's literally exactly. the only editing is putting it on a white background Right. And shrinking it. Well, the other half of it is that if you edit it, it's going to change. I mean, and you choose the colors for the person's skin specifically. Correct. Yes. If you edit it or you put a filter on it, it's going to change those colors and then therefore it changes the whole complexity of the look. Right. And I mean, if you want to blur your lines and crap on your own pictures, that's fine. But when you're showcasing like work and a lot of these people who are, I will use the word makeup artist extremely loosely. Um, they're really only doing themselves. Right. And I, and it's really sad when you see a lot of people who were makeup artists Mm -hmm. in the field who fall into all these silly, like, Instagram and YouTube traps of doing all these crazy, stupid It's just whatever gets you views, honestly, is what it is. Yes. 
but it's so much makeup. And it's stupid. And the, oh my God, if I had a fucking dollar for every time someone came in and said, I need shape tape or I need the Jaclyn Hill palette. Oh my God. I would lose my fucking mind. Wait, JK, I already have lost my mind. No, I'd be rich. I would literally be able to buy the companies that they're talking about. And it's, it's absurd. Shape tape. Truly is. is It's a fucking concealer, if you don't know. And it's not the end all be all, okay? It's it's a concealer. And yes, it works. But it's not that good. But I really hate how fat the wand is. Oh my god, it's stupid. And the formula is so Giant. thick. Oh. Anywho. The, Sorry. The point is... you. I don't even know what the point is at this point. I'm just mad about the shape tape thing. <sighs> the point is... Makeup We're talking about getting into magic. acting. Makeup's not magic, and getting an acting career doesn't come by magic Correct. either, even if you marry the right person. Full so, circle. There we go. That's right. We're back. So, in 1994, they moved to Encino, California, purchasing a modest home, and by modest, um, it was like $1.4 million, so I don't know whose standard of modest that is, huh. but um, I guess in the scheme of Hollywood, that right. would be modest. Yeah. I feel in 94, that's not quite that modest. Not really. Um, unless you're living next door to the spellings, and that's a whole different ballgame. So, um, he left Saturday Night Live, and he went on to do news radio. His career began to take off, and the tensions mounted between the two. Bryn had a temper, which led to bitter arguments with her husband as she became more jealous of his success, even as her identity as a person became more suppressed, heightening her sense of failure as an actress. I get it. Mm-hmm. We all deal with that in a different way. Yep. Not necessarily having a million dollar home, but <laughs> but it just goes to show you that even people with money have real problems. And we're you know, which is now. kind of the point. By Lola, hi yeah, Lola. She's climbing in my lap. What what can I do for you? Okay. Um, what is wrong with you? She just wants love. I know what she wants. Are you gonna be chill though? Can you can you be cool? She can. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> what were we talking about? That being said, her her sense of failure as an actress. Yes, got it. We so, all deal with it in different ways. Yes. Um, she began to turn to alcohol and drugs, including cocaine for stress relief, you know, like everybody. I mean, a lot of people does. did, especially in the SNL community. Um... Everybody fucking did cocaine. It's right. just a big deal. Also, New York is a very... Um, but now they're back in California. Oh, shit. They're back in California. Okay. Well, Hollywood. God, pay know. attention to me. I'm We're going to have a podcast. Ah. Pay attention to me. Ah. Um, but either way, in Hollywood, in general, no one says no. That's yeah. a lot of the problem is it's a yes world. Uh-huh. Um, especially if you know the right that. people. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, a glass of wine for stress relief? Yeah. Okay. Live your life. I don't know about cocaine for stress relief, because I feel like you get all hoppy and, well, like, jittery and, I wouldn't like, say it relieves your stress. It's like stress, being on speed, it, isn't it? It, it? That's exactly what it is. Um, it, so, it that doesn't, doesn't like... So, it doesn't really release or relieve your stress, I feel but like it, it just makes I you more stressful. it distracts you, and you get... I feel like I get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. It's... Okay, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, but this is like, like when we watch. Have you ever seen Walk the Line? Yes. And they do. I think Elvis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Provides the speech. So oh, he does. Oh, That's a true story. Oh, he's I the know. first one who got Johnny Cash hooked. I know, but uh, I he love, also. Fun I love fact. both of them, and Elvis is like my crush. Don't ruin it for me. Um, 
Elvis ruined the Beatles also. He's the one who got them in all the drugs. And he was also kind of an asshole. And they I hated him. I don't care. He's so handsome. Oh, we're going to go into Elvis. I love... I do not like Elvis. I... Oh. Well, I, this is one thing we don't agree on. He's so handsome. Okay, he's not, though. The Beatles are my life. And he was a dick to them. And he was their role I model. I think Yoko Ono is point. your problem. Fuck Yoko. But do you know don't that... Don't get me started. I have... Um, interesting fact. I have sat on John Lennon's couch. And I have... Excuse me. In New York? Sat at his piano. No. Um, Hard Rock. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Their so VIP. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so... Their white room at the top is their VIP uh-huh, room. And it's a circle, which is amazing. Yes. Real quick sidebar. Yep. My, um, I think it was 13th birthday. I mm-hmm. went to see Simple Plan. Hashtag 13. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we, before we went, we went to eat at the Hard Rock. Yes. Um, and I walked in and I saw, I don't remember what it was, it was something, um, and it was John Lennon's and I like lost my shit because yep. I'm 13 and mm-hmm. I'm freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, hold up, I got this. And he takes us upstairs There's... to the room and that's where we ate. Yes. Um, and it was just the best magical experience I've ever had. So, um, my Zia Giovanna, which Zia means aunt in Italian, if you aren't Italian and does don't it? know that, yes it does, um... She's been working at Hard Rock since, I don't know, I'm almost 30, and I can't remember a time she didn't work there. Right. So let's just say that. Long, long time. Long, long time. Um, and a lot of my friends know her, but they worked at Hard Rock. If you worked at Hard Rock, you know her. Um, in Orlando, you definitely know her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a staple, basically. She, um, first of all, I love Hard Rock because I love music and I just love all the things that mm-hmm. are in there. Like, oh, yeah. it's just so cool. It's really interesting. Um, it is my favorite place to go to eat because I love all the music and it's just fun and I hate awkward, silent restaurants because right. I think that's weird. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a lively atmosphere. Right. Um, but anyway... It was my graduation party, mm-hmm. and we had, like, I don't know, 20 people or so come, and for that, we got to go up to the Lennon room, Ooh. and, but there is an Elvis suite <clears throat> at the hotel that I can never yeah. afford to stay, but one day, maybe I I'll mean, convince my you? mom to let me, to. like, maybe somebody will let me go up there. <clears throat> yeah. I have gotten to use my power to meet Lita Ford. If you don't know who that is, she was one of the original Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yes. So, uh, in the Runaways, the Runaways, yeah. the band, the Runaways. Hello, so, Dad. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mom. Yep, Cherry Bomb. Got to see her perform that. Very exciting. That's like, I bet it was a great moment. I think and those are my favorite song lyrics that have ever been written. Yeah, that, Cherry Bomb. Yeah, it's just so good. It is really good. Um. If you haven't heard her own song that she did after Kiss Me Deadly, that's also a great song. One of my favorites. So if you look it up or I can play it for you, don't worry. Um, It's great. Anyway, we're also still getting sidetracked. So cocaine. Cocaine. It's bad. And I'm sure all those people also did it. And I'm sorry Elvis ruined all the music people, but he's still so cute. Hi, it's Carolyn. And Vanessa. From From Not Not Another Another X-Files Podcast Podcast. We're the female-led X-Files podcast you didn't even know you were looking for. We've got plenty of opportunities for nostalgia, conspiracies, forbidden romance, and plenty of laughs. It's true. Come on over to our place in Vancouver, Canada, and revisit your favorite 90s sci-fi TV show. You'll be glad you stopped by. You can find us on all your favorite podcast spots. 
and on the web at notanotherxfpod.libsyn.com. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Music for this promo by Purple Planet. We're going to go ahead and fast forward to the evening of May 27th, 1998. She visited with producer Christine Zander, but upon returning home, she had a heated argument with her husband. Mm -hmm. As the police reconstructed the crime, um, Phil threatened to leave her if she ever started using drugs again. Um... Wait, hang on. Um, Brynn would have seven trips to, several trips to rehabilitation, by the way, before this. Um, centers to get her off of drugs. So she's doing a bunch of drugs. He's like, you can't do this anymore. We have children. Correct. Um, get it fixed. And, and so she would go try and fix it. It didn't work. Right. She also had a high fear of privacy invasion by celebrity fans and crazy stalkers. She ended up purchasing several handguns and hid them around the house. Yikes. So, um... Anyway, back to 89. So, he's basically like, get it together, lady. Right. Um, and then she ended up using drugs again that evening. So, okay. she had been sober, I guess, for a period of time. Right. He was like, they're having an argument. He's like, if you use drugs again, that's it. And she did it anyway that night. Um, wow, and then she night. went to bed. Yeah. Yikes. And then she went to bed. Okay. So, very normal. Right. Um... Oh, the, I'm sorry, then he went to bed. Bryn started drinking to rethink the evening's events, because that's what you do. Right. Drinking makes everything so much clearer. Always, yes. Um, does not cloud your judgment in the not least. Not um, About 3 a.m., Bryn entered their bedroom while Phil was sleeping and shot him twice in the head and once in the side. Oof. Still intoxicated... She drove to the home of her friend, Ronald Douglas, and confessed to him that she had killed her husband. Douglas initially did not believe her, but after she showed him the gun, Douglas took it away from her and went with her back to the Hartman house. Um, They went up to the bedroom, and he sees Phil's body in the bedroom. Douglas called 911 at 6.20 a.m. to report the shooting. This is three hours. Really? Yes, she shot him at 3 a.m. Yeah. So, wait, what happened in that time span? Because if she went over there, right? Well, it doesn't say what time she went over there. So, did she, like, wander the house? Like, oh, my God, what did I do? he's the only one that she killed at this point. Yes. She's still living. Yes, she is. Yes. And that's where it gets a little crazy. Right. So, the police arrive at the Hartman house. They escorted Douglas. And the two children, the kids, were in the house. So, she was probably... I don't, I mean, I don't know where they were at in the house. Right. I don't even know if they heard anything. It doesn't say. Well, it's a million dollars, um, so it's... Right, they could be anywhere. Um, Bryn ran to the bedroom and locked the door and then shot herself Oof. through the mouth, killing herself instantly. Yikes. Um, an autopsy showed that she had consumed alcohol, cocaine, and the antidepressant Zoloft that evening. Super. A lot of downers and one upper. Yeah. Too much downer and much an upper downer. that just makes you crazy. Yeah. Yeah. An upper that makes you feel like you have to act right now. Correct. Yes. Um, which, obviously, based on what she did to Phil, mm-hmm. it definitely influenced that oh, decision yeah. of, like, I have to do it now or there's right. just exactly. never going to be or another chance. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so the kids ended up going to her sister, Catherine, and Catherine's husband, Mike, um, to raise... Um, no one's quite sure what happened to their remains, mm-hmm. which is a little weird. The children? Um, the kids might know, but, like, I guess the general public doesn't really know. Some people say it's that their ashes weird. were scattered off of Catalina Island, while others Ooh. have said that their ashes are buried at Forest Lawn. Um, personally, I think for him, he would not want to be anywhere near her. So Santa Catalina Island or just Catalina Island? Just Catalina Island. Are they the same place? No, I don't think so. Okay. It doesn't say Santa Catalina Island. I think they're different. Um, but, so, obviously very sad. Mm-hmm. Here's a couple other things I just want to point out of work that he did. Um, he was Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. Uh, of course, we know he's on the Pee Wee Herman show. He was did some voices in the Smurfs. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on Magnum P.I., as the newsreader. Mm. Some of these are just, like, one episode. Right. Some are, you know, of course, he did a lot of roles. Um, he also was in The Jetsons. He was School Patrol Robots in The Jetsons. Dennis the Menace. Mm. Um, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Saturday Night Live. DuckTales, if anybody remembers DuckTales. Yes. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Ooh. Who was he? Um, he was a couple of voices on episode one, Sweet and Sour Chinese Adventure to Go. Yes. Um, he's on Tailspin, mm-hmm. also a great show, um, which is a little bit involving DuckTales, but also, like, I think it had Baloo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love that show. It's great just show. a bunch of random adventure people. Um, Tiny Toon Adventures, Captain mm-hmm. Planet and the Planeteers, another one of my favorite so shows. Good. Darkwing Duck, The Simpsons, Tom and Jerry Kids, um, Cheech and Chong's next movie. He was just really in the background in that, but he's there. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, The Brave Little Toaster, Coneheads, great movie. (laughs) If you haven't, yes, if you have not seen Coneheads, (laughs) I... You're missing out. You are so missing out. I mean, (laughs) it's just so funny. Um, So I Married an Axe Murderer. He was in that. Oh. Um, Jingle All the Way. Oh, God. And oh, Small no. Soldiers, which was actually released after he... Oh, so he had three things. I know. I don't like that one. It's so a little creepy. Bad. Andrew loves it, too. But um, that was released after he had passed. So there was three um, roles that he had released after yeah. he had passed. But um, he obviously was very talented. Yeah. It is a shame. Um, Real sad. And it's... And I feel like most of that was just drug-related. Like, it, just, it there was no premeditation, really. Like, she had no, no real reason to want to kill him. No. It was just It wasn't like he was... It doesn't... She kind of... Yeah. Maybe she just didn't want to go back to rehab and started doing the drugs and was like, I can't go back and lost it, you know? And can't lose what <clears throat> she has. Right. Because if she loses what she has, she can't have anything. Right. And, um, you know, it's a shame that even in, like, at the time period it was in the 90s that there wasn't more help aside from rehab you know because rehab can only do so much Mm -hmm. it's I feel like not really the solution to the problem all the time Uh, yeah not usually Um, unless the person is going to rehab out of their own free will it really doesn't do anything anything for them right so they're usually pretty not into it but um, it's really a shame she couldn't get more help than she did so on that note, I never heard of this one. 
who would have known. It's not really talked about. There's a lot of SNL deaths <coughs> that people talk about, right. you know, various articles and things. Um, but I don't feel like his is ever one that's come up. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I had no idea who he was um, until today. But most of my information, for the record, came from Wikipedia and Murderpedia. Thank you Ooh, all. Yeah. Um, I did not take notes this week. I am just a printer and highlighter. Straight Same. off of Aaron's... <laughs> Listen, when Research you have no skills. time and you're trying to do everything else, it's just easier. It's true. So. I agree. I'm with it. So. Um, okay. I would also like to, um, first of all, I, I think we've talked about doing this in the past, but we never mm-hmm. actually have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be really fun if we do a beauty tip. Okay. Every episode or like okay. every other episode or just kind of whenever it comes up. Sure. Uh, because this week, let me tell you how many people I have had come up to me and say, my eyeliner, my liquid eyeliner, I can't get it right. And it, it gets on my top lid or it smudges or it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing, and I think you actually mentioned this before we started, but more about mascara. Yes. Just let it fucking dry. God, please let it dry. And if you can't do a wing, use tape. Uh-huh. Jesus, people. Use Tilt tape. Tilt your head back so that you're, like, basically staring up your nose in the mirror. Yes. So that your eyelids are almost closed, and that's how you should be doing your liner. And then let it fucking dry. Okay? Don't open your eyes. Give it 30 seconds. That's all it needs. Yes. And use tape if you can't get that wing straight or sharp enough. If you don't have the abilities that's okay it's cool in fact a lot of these freaking youtubers and instagram people use tape i would venture to say at least 80 percent of them use tape yes because no it takes a lot of fucking practice it does take a lot of practice and seven years to learn how to do a wing at all much less a good one right and it's just all about patience and practice and if you don't practice you'll never get it right so i have no patience for you if you tell me well i just can't (laughs) <laughs> well, then fucking figure it out. Then or I can't help you. Face. Right. Unless you're going to hire me to do your makeup every day, I'm not there right. for it. So, good uh, tip, though. <clears throat> I like it. Another thing I'm is um, I want to correct something that I said on probably at least the last three episodes. <laughs> oh, um, our, our Twitter? Yeah, this is our get your shit together section. Perfect. Um, because we do not have our shit together, so this is kind of nope. like a little weekly reminder that we need to get our shit together. Indeed. Um, our Twitter is not fam uh, podcast. It is fam, F-A-M, pod, P-O-D. Fam pod. Fam pod. Um, and then, yeah, I think that was the only thing. I mean, because nobody's told us that we fucked up yet, so... At this point, that's my only correction. Sweet. <clears throat> um, and then I also really wanted to... Shout out a couple of podcasts. Um, they are just killing it. Basically, I found a community with lady podcasters, and they're all so, so great. Um, and us ladies, we got to stick together, you know. That's a cow. That was a cow, and I have no idea if that was recorded or not. That was amazing. Did you guys hear that? I hope you heard it, because there's a cow, and she just mewed, and it was so cute. Um... Sorry, she's literally at the back door. <laughs> I love it. Mooing. I don't know why. Um, okay, so these lady podcasters are just killer. They're amazing. Um, and if you haven't, I do highly recommend that you follow all of these podcasts that I'm about to list off. Um, this one is Dear Mill Family. It's about military family. It's a podcast for anyone who has a family member in the military or anyone interested in the military lifestyle. Uh, she's Dear Mill, M-I-L, family.wordpress.com. She's amazing. Um, then we're also partnering up 
pretty soon with Murder Blows. It's a podcast run by four hilarious ladies. Um, and they talk about murder and all kinds of random things, and they're just so, so funny. Super into that. Um, Both of them. I think they're one at the um, Deer Mill, I think, is great for especially young women who are marrying, perhaps, oh. into military. <laughs> yeah, it's getting new to the... Yes, it's not easy. Yep. It takes a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And, um a certain type of woman to be able to do it. I think it's just a nice, like, a support system. Yes, I think that's great. Um, and then also we're teaming up with Murderish, uh, which is run by Jamie, and she is just the sweetest, most kick-ass person, and she's really got her shit together. Jamie is who I want to be when I grow up. Oh, okay. Uh, because everything is so organized and neat. And okay. she actually talks to people who have been involved in, um, like, murders. Like, the last... Um, one that I heard Mm -hmm. she was doing an interview with um, Tanya I don't remember her last name but she had been married to Dirty John who in Ohio he was basically um, like a med student or an anesthesiologist student that was a con artist and so he like um, dropped out of med school and nobody knew Mm -hmm. um, and like he just conned everybody out of a bunch of money and like was abusive and Mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff um, and he was actually murdered by his, I want to say it was his stepdaughter, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, but she actually talks to the family members and, like, the people who knew them in real life. So it's right. real interviews, and it's pretty, really incredibly good. Um, and then we're also going to be teaming up with Serial Chillers. Um, that one's run by Jesse, and his format is hilarious, if you haven't heard it. It's about serial killers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does... Things like um, the one that I watched was Ramirez, Richard, or listened to was Richard Richard Ramirez. Ramirez. That's a good one. Um, And he does this almost like a game show situation. These people get, um, they get interviewed and he's like, so did Richard Ramirez kill four people or 13 people or 12 people? That's pretty cool. And it's, it's, they earn points and it's really, really good. I'm into that. So those podcasts again are Dear Mill Family Podcast, Murderish, Serial Chillers, and Murder Blows. Awesome. Um, Sweet. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, that's everything at this point. Um, follow us on um, Twitter, um, Instagram. I think we're going to have a Facebook by the time this post airs. Awesome. So follow us on Wonderful. there. Um, and we also, I think maybe we should... If you're a podcast or another podcaster and you follow us or like us, we will happily shout you out on here or um, on Twitter or, you know, Instagram or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, do we have a hotline or? Um, you know, I don't. I would say probably referring back to our suicide hotline. If you know anybody who has issues, um... Or Ooh, is I there, found... like, a rehab hotline? Yeah, there's a, okay. it's a substance abuse hotline. Yes, thank you. That's the words I was looking um, for. So this is for the U.S. for the substance abuse hotline. Um, get immediate treatment advice, and they can just kind of either talk you off the ledge mm-hmm. or um, help you um, figure out what you need to do, whether it's you or a family member or a friend. They awesome. can just kind of guide you. Perfect. Um, and their phone number is 888-382-0727. Um, and it's a 24-7 substance abuse hotline. Perfect. So... Um, there are options. You have options available to you, and they don't all involve ruining your life or uprooting. No. So. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for finding that. Cause You're so welcome. I'm busy doing Instagram things, too. It's cool. You know, we got to Multitasking. It's important. And controlling these wild animals. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I want to go see the cow. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So, Sounds um, good. I feel like that's, I, I feel like that's, that's everything. It. I think yeah. We, I think we did it, so. Perfect. You know. We'll see you next time. Go forth and glam. Oh.
All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.